The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Father, we thank you for today, bright and beautiful day. We thank you for your love. We thank you for gathering us together here. We thank you for our children that have taken over today. They will grow up in the Lord. They will serve the Lord all the days of their lives. They will not depart from this foundation. It will be well with them. They will have their own children and see their children's children. Father, we pray for the set man of the house, the man of God, Pastor Femi Monei. We pray for his wife, pray for his daughter, we pray for his entire family. And we say, may the Lord's hands rest upon him. May the oil of the Lord flow from his head to his feet. The work of the Lord will prosper in his hand. And the Lord will lift him up and glorify himself in him. We put God's favorite house before you, Lord. This indeed shall be called the house of the Lord. In this place, people will meet Christ face to face. They will get their names written in heaven. They will prevail in life and in the spirit. And we leave this service before you, Lord. Visit your people, O oh Lord. Lord, visit people personally and individually. Speak to their hearts. Minister to their spirit man. Touch them in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. We praise the Lord. Thank you, choir and everybody. The children, thank you. God be with you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Greet somebody behind you. Say the Lord bless you. Say the Lord bless you. Amen. So today we will be talking about the power of one. One. What's this? One. The power of one. One could be one person. Could be one thing. Could be one person in the hands of God. Could be one person in the hands of the devil. And we will begin from the beginning because in the beginning was only one. And that was God, the Word, Christ, Creator. Everything started from that one 
and was made by that one, John 1, 1 to 4. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. Everything began with one, from one. The breath of life came from God into one. And all the breath in every person here began with that one breath. One is a seed that grows into a forest. One. Take care of that single seed. It can make or mar you. And the first to be created was one. God made only one. He made only Adam. You see? He made Adam without Eve. He made Adam alone. When he said, let us make man in our own image, because God himself is one and has always been one, he made only one, and that was Adam. And when he breathed into him, he breathed into only one, and that was Adam. Then he stopped. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. When I wanted to make him, I said, let us make man in our own image. I am not alone. He is alone. Ah, I will make him a help meet for him. And that's how Eve came about. Amen? That's how Eve came about. Glory be to God. The same way God made Eve for Adam, for the one that he had made, God can make many things for you that did not exist. When God looks at your circumstances and he sees that you need something, there's something missing with you, for you, from you, God makes fresh things all because of you. And it's important that you recognize and understand that. That God is not rigid. The way God is not alone is different from the way Adam is not alone. You understand? Because there is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. 
He didn't make Adam the father, Adam the son, Adam the Holy Ghost, but he made for Adam a companion. Do you know what you should learn from that? Don't be rigid in how you expect God to solve your problem. But he will solve the problem. Because God himself is never rigid. The way he did it yesterday is different from the way he will do it today. Different from the, day he will, the way he will do it tomorrow. The way he did it for the person on your right hand side is different from the way he will do it from the person on the left hand side. Many of us miss it because we are fixated on ways in which we expect God to meet our needs. Stop fixating on the ways. Fixate on God. He is the one that meets your need. Amen? Don't work it out for yourself. Amen? And when God made a companion for Adam, he made only one. One. That was Eve. One. One. He didn't make Eve, Eva, and Evelyn. See? He knew those names existed. But he made only one. 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 So when you want to marry, be extremely careful. Because you cannot marry everybody. You can't. Did you understand that? You cannot marry everybody. You cannot marry every child of God. He's born again. Very good. That doesn't make him your wife. Before God, there is a person for you. And there's a person not for you. So sometimes you search for one. And it is only one that you are searching for. Amen? Let me leave this one. Now, God made only one planetary home for man. That was the earth. Now man is going to the moon. A man is spending six months in space, orbiting the earth, and now man wants to settle on Mars. Are you aware of that? Huh? Man has said that Mars has our atmosphere. Mm. So, let us send people to Mars to live there. Eh? Is the earth congested? Is there still space on earth? But 80,000 people have volunteered to relocate to Mars on a one-way journey, never to come back. Are you aware? They'll never come back again. They, there's no way they can come back. Once they go, that is where they will die. From there, they go straight to heaven or hell. <laughs> Amen? Or your journal, that's what man they do. But God made a home for man, and that's the earth. Now, God himself marveled at and acknowledged the power of being one people with one language 
and one purpose, that is at Babel. But because their purpose was vainglorious, God scattered them. Go to Genesis 11, verses 6 to 7. And the Lord said, behold, the people is what? One. He didn't say the people are one. He said the people is one. Amen. May God help us to make that happen. That the GFH people is one. Not our one. He said the people is one. And they all have one language. And this they begin to do. Not, let's count. The people themselves, eh? and I'm going to teach you higher grammar today. The people themselves is, you see higher grammar now? You did, they didn't teach you that one in school. The people themselves, I want to hear, the people is one. That is one. They all have one language. Language. Hmm? That's two. And this they begin to do. Do means enterprise. Undertaking. Action. This they begin to do. Three. And now nothing will be restrained for them which they have imagined to do. So God is now going forward. Presently, they are doing this. Once they add imagination to it, and there is one, and they have one language, and they have begun to do. Once they have add imagination to it, there is nothing that is beyond them. Amen? Amen? Do you think God is wrong? Do you think God is wrong? Do you think God is wrong? If you enter into unity with God so that you and the Father is one and you engage and you imagine you can do all things through that amen that is the word that's the fact that's the truth one remember Jesus said that I pray that they may be one and they will be one in us as you and I are one that they may be one in us the quest of the Christian faith is the attainment of oneness with God and it is the will and plan and desire of God God wills that we be one with him and in him. One. And it is possible. Amen? It is possible. So, God scattered their language because they were going 
in the wrong direction. And they were making a wrong use of their unity. So it matters what you do, what you face to do, what you embark upon matters. Because there is a right direction and there is a wrong direction. May God himself interrupt you if you head in the wrong direction. Say amen. God will certainly support you if you go in the right direction. Glory be to God. Now, it took only one person to introduce sin. The destruction of sin. It took only one person. Lucifer. Ezekiel 28, 15. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that you were created until iniquity was found in you. So, Lucifer was only one of many angels and one of very few archangels. And he was perfect. Be very, very careful about imagination. Imagination. Then he began to imagine in his heart. He began to imagine himself in, on the seat of God. Ah, the imagination began to run riots. Let me tell you, you must grasp your imagination and, rest, and restrain it when it begins to run riots. Grab it, restrain it, sometimes get violent with it. Is that clear? Sometimes get violent with it. So, inside the heart of Lucifer, sin was born. And the whole of humanity got corrupted from a wrong deployment of the imagination of one, one, Lucifer. That was not how he was made. Many of us turn ourselves into the demons that God did not make us. We turn ourselves into things that God did not make us. Like Lucifer did. It was not God. It was not God at all. You were perfect in your ways until the day. How many days? How many days? One day. Until the day. One day. That iniquity was found in you. I remember clearly one incident. This was long ago. A brother did something to me. I don't remember what he did, but I considered it very bad. I considered it very bad. And you know what? I hated him. Hated him. And I said to myself, because that is not me. Excuse me. This is what is called hatred. 
don't hate. I don't hate. This is not me. I refuse this. And I looked at him, smiled, and walked away, and went into my room, and I prayed nonstop in tongues, pacing up and down, until I felt like, let me just hold him and kiss him. Love was born by force. How can I hate him? How can I hate anybody? That's not me. That's not me. You have to know who you are. God does not hate anybody. He hates sin. But he does not hate people. Is that clear? Recover yourself. Pull yourself back. Stop yourself in your tracks. Take control. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Cast out every iniquity in you. Cast out every wrong motion in you. It's your duty. It's your responsibility. And it's within your power. Amen? And there's only one Savior. Acts 4.12 Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Finish. Finish. Let's get it. The one whose breath and whose jinx and whose state you inherited. Eh? That is Adam. Became a sinner. Not because God made him a sinner, but because of one action on one day. And you were born a sinner. You're becoming a sinner. Hear this word. Your becoming a sinner was external to you. You did not contribute to it. Did you hear that? You did not do any evil to become a sinner. It was external to you. It originated from the first Adam. Your being saved your escaping sin is also external to you. You inherit it from the last Adam. You inherit it from the last Adam. It is 
from Christ and through Christ that you stop being a sinner. There is no other way to be saved. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except through me. I am. I am. That's why he came. In the same way, you are a partaker of the divine nature by faith. That is why I said, because I know as a fact that I have received the divine nature, this hatred is not mine. It's not part of me. It's not part of the divine nature that I inherited. Therefore, I reject it. I resist it. I reverse it. And I turned it around into love. Completely. Amen. Completely. Sometimes when you are battling to forgive somebody, and you say to yourself, okay, I forgive you. And you say to God, okay, I've forgiven him. Okay, I've forgiven him. All right, I've forgiven him. And then you look, ah, hey, you did, ah, ah, hey, you, ah, I've forgiven you. I've forgiven you. You are deceiving yourself. You, you have not forgiven him. But you have the power. Is that right? The same way you have sometimes to war by faith to receive your healing, sometimes you have to war by faith to forgive somebody. Don't deceive yourself. Sometimes you are willing but not able or not yet able, but you have to work at it. How many people have cooked meat before? Anybody here? You've cooked meat before. You remember what you did? You put the meat in water. You put it on the pot. And then you receive faith. One minute after it was done, you could eat it. Right? Remember? Remember? Eh? It takes time for that thing to boil. To cook. So that you can eat it. Sometimes... There is a journey between what you wish and its achievement. Sometimes there is a journey. Amen? So make that journey. You have not become a demon just because the journey is yet to be completed. Amen? <laughs> Glory be to God. Now, all significant believers in one God came from only one man, Abraham, who is called the father of faith. In chronological order, the Jews, the Christians, and Muslims are the father of monotheism. That is, the knowledge and confidence and teaching and belief that there is only one God. Okay? 
Many other cultures believe in many gods, many gods, many gods, many gods, many gods, and know that the many gods are not equal. Therefore, one of them is a senior god, sha, 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 but there are many gods. But that there is only one God, traceable to only one man, Abraham. The same way God called Abraham to be the father of faith, there are things that God has called you to father. And many times, many of us fail in that duty because we look at the thing and we say, ah, no, not me, me, this little me, I think this is pride from my heart, this is not God. God can put you in charge of anything. God can put you in charge of anything and tell you, this matter, I will, deliver, I will demand it at your hand. God has said that to me many times. He said, this situation, you will account for it for me. This person I put in your hand, I will demand at your hand. This family, this matter, this something. Amen? Very strange things. For example, ah, I saw somebody I was looking for. <laughs> Amen. James, I beg, please see me after. <laughs> Amen. With faith, and faith knows who faith is. Amen. So God actually called you to father one thing, and the devil specializes in saying, no, it's not true. God didn't. Eh? Go to God. He did. When God called Moses, he, Moses himself didn't believe. He said, I beg, I beg, I beg. <laughs> um, oh, Father, please, let's get realistic. You see? Get, let's get realistic. Realistic means one with God can do all things. Amen. Oh, yes, I want you to repeat that so that you can tell, say, say realistic. Realistic means one with God can do all things. Because the devil has frightened many people away from their destiny with that logic. Uh-uh. You get a big. Let's get realistic. Let's get realistic. You hear? And he will send many people to you who are very wise, who will tell you that, uh, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Amen. So when God wanted to save the whole of mankind, it was only Noah that was qualified. Hmm? Genesis 6-9, from the New Living Translation. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man the only blameless person living on earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. I want you to know that there are times when you are the only person that God can use for a particular purpose. Did you hear that? At that particular time, nobody other than Noah was useful or usable for that purpose. There was a time in heaven, they say, I sought for a man that could open the seal, look, 
loosing the seal thereof and opened the book. I found none. And I wept. But then he came, and that was Jesus. The lamb that was slain was the only one that was worthy to do it. There are situations in which you are God's last card for a particular matter. Okay? There were times when God searched for only one and could not find. Ezekiel 20, 30. And the people from 29. And the people of the land used oppression. They exercised robbery. They have vexed the poor and needy. Yea. They have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And I sought for a man among them. Excuse me. God looks for people. Do you understand? Many of us have a wrong impression that God can conjure up anything anywhere at any time. I'm sure that's how you feel. You think that's part of the omni, omnipotence of God, right? God can conjure up. Anything, anytime, anywhere. Wow, wow. You know, but God is not a magician. God is God. He's not a magician. He's not a magician. If he was a magician, he would do like this. Whoom, and everybody would get born again. <laughs> because he doesn't want anybody to go to hell now. Huh? There are times that God is looking and cannot find. Say, God forbid, that the day God is looking, I will be around, but he can't find. Ah. Amen. So, I sought, verse 30, for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. I found none. I think I once told you a particular story. God was saying to me, Call it, call it, I say, sir, I want you to deliver a message to this person, please. Ah, I was living at VI, this person was living at Yaba. And my office was at VI. Okay, I will find the time, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, one to two weeks after, call it, call it, please, I want you to go and deliver a message to her. And I say, just wait, just wait, just wait. I will find the time, sir. Okay. <laughs> so, I was now going to move houses. I think I was moving, okay, I was at Ikoyi. I was going to move houses from southwest Ikoyi to Dolphin. And uh, I was renovating the house I was moving into. So, I was staying with a friend at Ikeja. And God kept on saying this thing. And I said, I will go, I will go, I will go, sir. Okay. So one day, we closed from a fellowship, weekday fellowship at Ikeja. My friend's house was at Ikeja. 
pastor was attending the church at Ikeja. And I had, I think I had my first son, I had my little boy, I had my house girl, I had my wife, and we closed from church and I said, let me buy fuel so that I won't have to buy fuel on the way to work tomorrow. And I branched to this, it's, I think, close to Punch then. That's a petrol station. And as I wanted to branch, my wife said, at this kind of time at night, you want to branch to that place? I said, hmm, it's better to do it than the following morning. So as we were buying fuel like that, a downfall came in, we didn't notice, and then before we knew, all kinds of guns came out. Bang, 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 bang. Should have been watching it in the movies. Bang, bang, bang. Everybody had a gun to their head. There was a gun to my own head. Yeah, come on, sit down on the floor. I sat down on the floor. Everybody, ah, ah. And they robbed all of us and took away the key of my car. I remember, white Benz. Took away the key of my car. Took everything. Robbed everybody. Ah, ah. It was a long time before we were able to get away. And then I got home, this and this. The following morning, God just woke me up. <laughs> call it, call it. <laughs> I said, sir, he said, did you enjoy the robbery? I said, enjoy robbery. Are robberies to be enjoyed? He said, that robbery was yours. So. Me? How can the robbery be mine? He said, what difference would it have made if I simply told you, call it, don't take that route. Just go straight home. I said, it would have made all the difference. He said, that is what you've been denying my daughter. I said, go to her. Have a message for her. I said, oh my goodness. <sighs> so that was it. I was the owner of that robbery. All the other people were just accomplices. <laughs> Amen? I think I've told you this story before. Huh? Now, I, I still didn't know what the message was. So, so forget about work now. Forget about everything. <laughs> One or two days after I went to So I went to her. Her! You are the one that put me in trouble. She said, I put you in trouble. I've not even seen you for months. <laughs> How could I have put you in trouble? I said, seriously, God has a message for you. I said, I said what's the message? I didn't know what the message was. I said, let's go up. Go and pray. They had a balcony upstairs. And as we were praying, God said, you are going out with a man that is not your husband. The man is actually another woman's husband. You are going out with him you are sleeping with him in the office. Back down before I deal with you. Huh? I couldn't believe it because she was such a holy girl. Holy like that. Have you seen holy girls before? <laughs> I could not believe it. So I said this. Do you know the answer she gave? 
Somebody guess, quickly. Guess, what was the answer she gave? Eh? Please. Somebody guess her answer. Anybody? Eh? God forbid. You reject it, eh? Who else? No other person. You know the answer she gave me? Ah. She everything. Lolo, I'm then dashing. I'm telling you. I minister, but I minister salvation to her. I minister Holy Ghost. I minister, I minister Holy Ghost baptism to her. I minister Holy Ghost baptism to up to eight members of their family. She was really my daughter. I nearly fainted when she said, "Is it everything God will interfere into? Are we slaves?" Can't he leave us alone to live our own lives? This is the person God gave me an arm robbery for. <laughs> you people, stop maltreating God. It's not fair. If you are maltreating God, back down. I couldn't believe it. I said, ah, which one be this? So I began to beg. I beg, back down. <laughs> because... <laughs> When God grabs a person, everybody, who knows what grab is? When God grabs a person, <laughs> you'll be sorry for yourself. She didn't back down then. But the man showed her some wing. You know wing? By the, that, by the time the man showed her some wing, including nearly strangling her to death one day because he lost his temper. But that was God helping her. The man went for her throat and applied all the grip and was strangling her. I wanted to kill her because he lost his temper. So, the one that prophecy no do, <laughs> strangling did do. <laughs> strangling did it. So, finally, she backed down. Thank God. Today, she's married to the right person, her husband. Her firstborn is now a doctor. And uh, I think almost all our children have graduated now. But can you see the extent God went into to give that warning to her? Because there's a phrase I remember. My son was asking his mom, Mommy, why did that uncle sit daddy on the floor? <laughs> yeah. The uncle sat daddy on the floor now with a gun to daddy's head. Shana, you know greed, answer message, the way God sent you. <laughs> I'll show you pepper today. Amen. Often God goes out of his way. Hmm? To help you. To keep you away from evil. Amen. There's a darling daughter of mine in Abuja now. Who is bent on marrying somebody. And God said that's not her husband. And she's been very, very distressed. And I understand that her BP suddenly came back. <laughs> she had an attack of BP, it went. Our BP suddenly came back. It's easy 
to allow you to miss your way, but certain errors are too costly. And those things happen on only one day. If you cross that day successfully, you save yourself a lot of pain for ages to come. Amen? Amen? One day. One day. May you sail through your one day successfully in the name of Jesus. Amen? Okay, we talk about Noah. We talk about God. Aha, and what did God do? Because I found none, verse 31. Therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed on their head. Can it happen that you are there and God is looking for one person to use and he does not find? Make sure that that does not happen to you. And when God sends you on an errand, tough or easy, do it. And do it promptly. The oracles of God were committed to only one people, the Jews. John 4, 22. You worship, you know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. The scepter, that is the throne of Israel, belongs to only one, Judah. In Genesis 49, verse 1, Jacob, that is Israel, called his sons. He said, gather yourselves together that I may tell you what will befall you in the last days. And that patriarch was telling his children what will happen to them in the last days. And verse 10 says, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. If you look at that in the New Living Translation, it says, the scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from his descendants, until the coming of the one to whom it belongs, the one whom all nations will honor. I want you to understand clearly that Jesus is going to reign physically and politically, both on earth and in heaven. That's a fact. Unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Fact. Even the priesthood belonged to only one family. That was Aaron. Because of that, God allowed the rod of the family of Aaron to board. Numbers 17, 5, and 8. I will not go into details because I'm beginning to battle for time. <clears throat> then Messiah is called the son of only one person. Messiah is called the son of David. That's a prophetic connection because Messiah had no human father. He was the seed of the woman and the son of man. He was not the son of David. He himself said that if Messiah is the son of David, how come David said that the Lord said unto my Lord? Huh? So Messiah is the Lord of David. Okay? But Isaiah 22, 22 talks about the key of the house of David. The key of the house of David is explained in Revelation 3, 7. 
when Jesus said, This saith he that has the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth. He that openeth and no man shutteth. There are certain situations in which God himself says that, I put the key into your hands. What you open will open. What, will shut, what you shut will shut. It's a very powerful thing that you should use carefully. Sometimes you are one and the only one person that God puts in charge of something. Only one person. Anybody that argues here about the direction of God's favorite house and argues and tries to impose an opinion that is contrary to that of Pastor Fenny Money is wasting his time because the key of this place is given to only that one person. That is the way it is. Only that one person. The key of the home is in the hand of the husband, not the wife. The wife may be older, may be thicker, may be finer, may be richer, may be taller, anything. The key is with the man. You hear me? Amen. Much of Psalm, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Songs of Solomon, that's four books of the Bible, were written by David and his son Solomon. That's one person. And when God wanted to deliver Israel from Egypt, he called only one man, Moses. He did not need Aaron as spokesman. It is Moses looking for company that made God say, okay, Aaron will go with you and be your voice. Don't look for a companion if God has not joined a companion to you for an assignment. You hear me? It's natural, though. There have been assignments that God has given me, and I kept on harassing him, and who will do it with me, who will do this and this and this. It's a mistake. Sometimes it's just you. The first five books of the Bible were written by who? Only one man, Moses. Okay? And you know how you see it in Genesis 45, 5. It was God that prepared Joseph and got him sold into Egypt to preserve life ahead. To preserve life. There are many things that God will make you go through because he's preparing either you or some people for the future. Bear it cheerfully at that time. Joseph committed no offense to run into the chain of calamities that he did. But God was pushing him into a position to use him to save lives. Amen? Now you know about Esther and her role. And you know about Elijah, 1 Kings 17.1. There shall not be dew nor rain this year's but according to my word. Why didn't he say according to God's words? Obviously because that is what God told him. That it is according to your word that there will be rain or no rain in this place. There have been times when God will say, you say this to this. You handle this this way. If you don't, it will not happen. 
God himself will not do it by himself because there are many things that God is waiting for us to do. And in restoring Israel back to their land, Ezra 1 verses 1 and 2, God used an unbeliever king, Cyrus. And the unbeliever king said that God has ordered me. Hear me? God has ordered me to send people to go and rebuild his house that is at Jerusalem. One single person. He was the one that moved it, that initiated it, that financed it, that commissioned it, and he was an unbeliever. Amen? There is one single father of global terrorism, the man Ishmael. Look at how Ishmael was born. Genesis 16, 11 to 12. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, you are with a child. You will bear a son. You will call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has had your affliction. He will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man. And every man's hand will be against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of his brethren. Now, today, at that time, Galatians 4.29 says that, that he persecuted the child of promise. As then, he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit. Now, the son of Ishmael, that is Mohammed, the same way that Messiah is the son of David. Muhammad is who? Muhammad is who? The son of Ishmael. I want you to write down two Quranic references so that you can use it when you are ministering to your Muslim colleagues because they also have a soul that needs to be saved. Did you hear? The first thing I want you to write down is Hadith Muslim 1 30 to 33. Write it down. I want to see you write it down. I want to make sure you have it. Because the devil likes telling lies, saying it's a religion of peace. Oh, do this. Hadith Muslim. Eh? Hadith Muslim 1, 30 to 33. You know what it says? Akuna, was it? You, you got it or you didn't? Okay. It says, Muhammad said, I have been commanded to fight against people until they testify that there is no God but Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Did you hear me? This is what Islamic scholars are reading. Okay? Quran 8.12. That is the second one. Only two. Quran 8.12. It says, I will cast terror into the hands of those who disbelieve. Therefore, strike off their heads and strike off every fingertip of them. Ha! Allah has spoken. That is what they are reading. They are the Islamic scholars. That is why both Boko Haram and ISIS delight in showing you videos where they are cutting off human head. Did you understand? They are not mad. They are not crazy. They are doing what their God taught them to do. Their God is a demon God. Finish! There is no apology about it. 
If this is what your God tells you, your God is not my God. Please. This has nothing to do with religious tolerance or otherwise. We all know how to read and write. That's what they are reading. Almost all terrorists in the world now are who? They are who? They are Muslims now. The Bible says by their fruits, what happens? You will know them. Amen? By their fruits, you will know them. Um, I'm going to jump heavily now. We will leave many and I will just go that. I'll show you a few things that one person can do under the hands of the devil. Let's see Hitler. What one person can do under the hands of the devil. Hitler ruled Germany. And in his reign of terror, more than 6 million Jews died before World War II was over. The Holocaust wiped out 63% of the entire Jewish population. That is nearly two out of three were wiped out. By who? One man. One man. Okay? Hitler was full of hate. He often said, hate is more powerful than dislike. Okay? By 1938, 25% of German Jews had immigrated to get away from Hitler. Now, because of Hitler's government, Jews could not go to school. They could not hold, hold jobs. They could not own property or worship freely. 11 million people were killed in concentration camps in total. One man. And I'm telling you that the spirit of Hitler and the spirit of Mohammed are very similar. Did you get me? Many Muslims, their life's desire is to kill one Jew. They glamorize the killing of Jews. If you look at the places that Boko Haram overran, eh, they took control and killed Christians massively. And many Christians had to relocate to the south. Many people are thinking many of these Okada riders are Muslims. No. Many of them are Christians that left their places in the north due to persecution. Go and check. Ask them what's their religion. You'll find many Musa and all that and all that. Many of them are Christians. This ethnic cleansing that Mohammed did is the same spirit with Hitler. Uh, don't be deceived at all. Okay? Now, let us see a mischievous comparison of Hitler to Donald Trump. Let's have that. Okay? You see, use racism to rise to power, both of them. Donald Trump is really a white racist, clearly. No apology about it. He proposed mass deportation, same thing. Promised to make Germany great again. This one promised to make America great again. This was an anti-Jew fascist. This is an anti-Muslim fascist. He blames Jews for Germans' problem. This man blames immigrants for Americans' problem. But his own grandfather immigrated from Germany. We know their village in Germany. He himself is an immigrant. But it is immigrants that are the problem of America. So let him go back to where? Germany. We still know his village, Joe. Okay? He thought Jews should wear special IDs. This guy thinks Muslims should wear special IDs. You see similarities. 
We don't know what America will become under Donald Trump if he gets there. We don't know. Because nobody expected Hitler to become what he became. But one person can make so much difference that you will be amazed. Okay? I will not talk about Edison because of time and some of the other people. And the final thing that I would like to tell you is this. One minute, one day, one year, one event, one helper, one enemy can make all the difference to you and to your life forever. One wife, one husband, one friend, one job, one mistake, one sin, one omission, one church, one person who preached to you, one person who did not, one who forgave you, one who did not, one who loved or helped you, one who did not, one, just one, can make all the difference. One can be all. And one can be greater than all others. One. You could do just one thing and people will say, this is the person that did so and so. That's all. All the hundred other things that you did, nobody remembers. Nobody will ever remember. They'll just say, this is the person that did so and so. So, just like only you alone can make all the difference to one person and to the whole of mankind, now this one day, this one worship service, one decision can make the difference for you for all eternity. You could today receive the power of God to become a child of God or today can witness against you on judgment day that you refuse to receive the free gift of God, which is the price that Jesus paid for your soul. I would like you to be clear that one single event can define eternity for you. One single event. So we'll end by asking any person that wants to give their life to Christ, that wants to commit themselves to the one and only true God, just raise up your hand where you are quickly and a card will be slipped into your hand. You want to give your life to Christ? You want to turn over your life to Christ? You want to take this one day to be that very important moment to you? Raise up your hand where you are. Raise up your hand where you are. Raise up your hand where you are. Amen. Amen. God be with you. Lift up your two hands to God. Everybody raise your, your head up and say, Lord God, have mercy on me. Lord God, make me one that you can use. Position me to be available to you at the critical time. Teach me to be one with you 
in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord bless you. Amen.